Welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Arlene Schacht. I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. Yeah, nice to talk to you guys. <laughs> it is great. It's good to, to hear from here. you across the miles. How many miles Always, are we apart? Uh, probably like 40. I think so. That sounds mm. about right. Really? Yeah, I, I, it's just yeah. a very arbitrary number on my. If it takes forty-five no minutes to drive there, and you're going a hundred miles an hour, kilometers, kilometers. Oh, all right, about <laughs> seventy-five miles away, maybe. No, I don't know. No, hundred no. miles. No. How many miles is the way of, of the sun <laughs> to the Earth? Ninety that, ninety-three million, or ninety-six million, something like that. It's up oh. there. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, wait, why? Okay. What's I'm not sure because you're not driving to the just, sun. Just to give people a general idea of how much a mile is. Oh, oh how far we are from you as to how far the sun is from the earth? No, no, just just understand miles. <laughs> is a mile shorter or longer than a kilometer? Longer. It, longer. But not much. Yes. It's a uh, decent amount. It's long. like 1.25 or something like that, no, isn't it? No, kilometers point, about 0. 0.7 of a okay, mile. Okay, so it's like 1.3. It's, it's very similar. If that's how you want to look at it. Yeah, it's about a third longer, a mile. So, yeah. That's a decent I, amount longer. I never know. I was like, I don't know how many miles away. I was really surprised to find out how close that space was to Earth. Very. <laughs> Do you remember how many miles? It's like... Not, mine. not many. Yeah, if not you were many. to put your I would have thought it was thousands of miles. Okay. Uh, I think the ISS... It's maybe like a millimeter off the globe or something like that. Wow. Yeah. It's that close. Maybe it's as close as you are to us or something or closer. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like if well, we you were can to see drive it with a the car. Naked eye. Yeah. You could, yeah. Oh, that is really cool. It's really close. Yeah. I mean, the guy, remember that guy who went up in the balloon? The guy who did the skydiving for Red Bull or sponsored mm -hmm. by Red I, Bull? I remember that, yeah. Don't remember his name, but uh, he no. was close to space. I yeah, he was a one hundred and how many feet? One hundred thousand over one hundred thousand. Sure, feet? something like I that. I have I have no idea, but yeah, sure. Yeah, just right on the edge of space. Yeah, yeah. Mm, very interesting. Very crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. We saw a movie one time of these people that took a they took a hot air balloon as high as they could up to the sky. Wouldn't it was it like a vintage kind of movie, and I don't remember what all happened, but it got very dangerous as they got up way too high. They almost died. But I'm sure it was a they fiction didn't? movie. No, I think it was based on a true story. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was I a good good movie. Who Re was in it? Was that Zoe Deschanel, maybe? No, no, no. That Someone was, that looks um, like her? Da, 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 da. Aeronauts, and that was... Oh, the movie was Aeronauts? Yeah. That was a fun movie. It's kind Who, of vintage. You know, there's a movie that was a. Mm, I can't. I uh, can't think of his name. Um, Hugh Gordon. Jackman. Gordon Levitt. No, no, no. He's the, the, the Gordon, guy. Yeah, isn't that Gordon Levitty guy? Or Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, isn't he's, that him? He's supposed to be one of the most brilliant, uh, brilliant people. He just passed away recently. Do you me mean out. the man that was in the wheelchair? Yes. I can't. Stephen Hawking. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, right. okay. So I you're talking the, about an actor. Yeah, so the people who played him in uh, in the in that movie are the Eddie same ones Redmayne? who played in Aeronaut. That was Eddie Redmayne? Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. And Redmayne. Oh. what was her name? In the same one as 
Yeah. Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. Really? Wasn't it Zoe? Nope. It looks like her. Yeah. Oh, no. Felicia. Felicia. That's it. Felicia did. Did you just What's Google it? that? No, I have a very weird memory of that movie. I can hear the chicken. <laughs> I'm Googling it now. <laughs> you have a very loud keyboard. <laughs> I am actually, I'm, I'm currently investing in a quieter keyboard. Are you really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a little loud. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> you sound like an old typewriter from I know, like the seventies. You just need to ring a bell every once in a while and make it legit. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so yeah, those yeah, are yeah. those are the people that played in that uh, in that movie. If I didn't just mess all that up for everybody. So we got sort of some excite. Well, we have some exciting Fel- news. Felicity. Felicity. Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Yeah, Felicia. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You were close. Go, go ahead. We have sort of some exciting news. We have exciting news in part. Do you know what it is, Nathaniel? Do you know what it is yet? I want you to spoil the news. Mm. Okay, I get to spoil it this time. Well, What do you mean spoil the news? Like spread More, the news? Spoil is just another word for tell. Oh, yeah, but I've never heard anybody say it that way. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to spoil the news? It's, a, it's an spoil odd situation, okay, but our... Madison had her baby last night. We're recording this right now on New Year's Day. Yeah. So Madison had her baby at 1.09 in the morning. But do you know what the the other half is, Nathaniel? No. Neither do we. Yeah. She she hasn't said oh. if it's a boy or girl. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. They're keeping that a, a secret until we see the baby. A little bit different, a little bit odd, but it's going to be a big surprise when we somehow no, no, manage it's, it's, to see the baby, which we're not really supposed to be seeing anyway. So it's really I don't know different. We're going to look through a window or what the story's going to be. Yeah, but I don't know. It's really different. Maybe they're going to really send odd. us a picture. In your experience, <laughs> what was a better baby to have, a boy or a girl? Ooh, like was was one see, of them easier to take care of than the other? Oh, Boys boy. were. Well, easy. you were terrible. You oh, were I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Oh yeah. I'll t- I'll say this. <laughs> I think that little boys are easy, easier. They're not okay. as emotional and stuff generally. Okay. Okay, and you guys always were like the kind of, especially you. I'll say this about you. I was telling Madison this yesterday that boys are a little more like I want to take care of mummy. They kind of have that that sweetness about them, you know, where. They want to hug and open doors and that kind of sweet stuff. For gentlemen, you know? which is which is really <laughs> beautiful, you know. Or or sure. I want to fix stuff for mom. I want to like fix this broken garbage or whatever it is, which was really really cute. But then as you guys start getting older, it seems like almost every family I know, where the girls sort of stick closer to the mom and they phone them every day and you know they're more involved in family things and the boys are a little more distant because it becomes more of just a familiarity thing at that point of like i'm going to now associate myself more with the person who i represent more i think yeah and that's kind of how it works for everybody because then like when you're growing up it's always all right the mom is like the caretaker it's like moms are always kind of known as the the go-to i don't don't know how to really word it yeah, but like yeah. I guess the caretakers. Like what's going on mainly. around the house? Because that's right. all that's really surrounding it, your life at that. It's time. like they're more of a. I guess yeah, a mother figure just it seems more nurturing. Maybe. All right. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, when you grow up, you kind of lose the need for that. And then mm. it just becomes like, okay, well, I'm going to do my guy stuff. Yeah. And I don't see mom doing guy stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that does change, but it's really interesting how um, you don't really ever lose kind of that, you know, it's it's almost like you still always want that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's yeah, always definitely. still there, and you want it, even though you're off doing your own thing all the time. Right. Yeah, I mean, but you I re- wouldn't deny it. See, I remember yeah. when, don't let Brendan listen to this podcast, but I remember when he moved out, okay, then he seemed very independent, like he didn't have a need for mom anymore so much. But then one day I dropped him off at home, and by the time I got home, Madison said, Brendan wants you to call him, it sounds like he's crying. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, I get to be the mommy here. So, and I went back home and he was, and his bird had died. He had just got in and discovered that, you know, Abby, who was a real special bird. I think I talked about her last time, about how I gave mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to her because she was our special bird. So, yeah, Abby had died, and he was just really, really upset. And he said, she's like my daughter, you know, like... He lived alone, and every day when he came home, he would play with his bird, and it was like, you know, just the two of them living together. So it was nice that I felt like when, you know, push comes to shove, that he still needed his mom at, like, you know, 25 years old, which was really sweet. I think no matter what, your parents are always going to seem wiser than you. I don't In situations like that. Except so. for when it, you're giving mouth to mouth to a bird, then <laughs> right. I, don't, I think then it's wisdom just goes out the window. But like, let's say you you feel like you need to go to the hospital for some reason. It always just feels like okay, if I need to take care of this, it feels like my parents will know what to do. They've had more experience oh, with it. Oh yes, that kind of in stuff. that way, yeah. right, right. Well, actually, out of the people that we know, if anyone's going to the hospital, it's Elaine that's going with you. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's no matter really what. True. Yeah. Oh yeah. So don't don't call me. She's always just, been just call Elaine. Great. Yeah. She'll go. <laughs> she is so sweet. Like, I remember going to the hospital with you at like middle of the night because you were just yeah. not feeling great. And then we got there and then like an hour there, you called Elaine and she was there immediately. Yeah. Okay. It was like was no that, hesitation. Was that the time when I was like laying on the floor in the hospital? Yeah. And dad said, you don't have gallbladder problems because if you did, you would be on the floor. Yeah, and I said and I were. was. <laughs> were you also with us that time when Elaine started talking to the woman in front of us? I was. I think I'm thinking of a different time. You yeah. weren't feeling great. You 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 drove because I didn't have my license. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that the time when Maddie sprained her wrist? No, you were going to okay. emergency, and you had to have like a chocolate bar or something there. I had to have a chocolate bar emergency. That sounds about right. That sounds familiar. Was this when I had the um, McDonald's smoothie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I See, think so. the McDonald's, whenever I had a McDonald's smoothie, I would get deathly ill, right? Yeah. So, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. So you're deathly. saying to me that you did this more than once. Yes. So all of a sudden I realized every time <laughs> okay. I'm having the smoothie, I'm, I'm like really ill. So we start heading out to the hospital one night and I'm like, as we start driving, I'm feeling a little better. And so I think, you know what? I'm just going to stop that and was, get a McDonald's a smoothie really on the way. Move, yeah. 
just oh, just man. to see if you know because whatever it is yeah, you told me smoothie. if you're gonna go to the hospital you want to make sure you feel bad that's yeah. what you told me and I, I so felt you, like... you just like you you <laughs> oh, did it to yourself <laughs> oh i don't know what it was about their smoothies but they made it was me a feel banana like... and strawberry i believe right? yeah i felt like i was gonna die i was sick for like three months until i finally i realized there's something about it but i think but i'm not is sure. it a sugar thing i think it might be ginger i think they might have oh. ginger in them i mean there's <laughs> a lot of things you drink though that have ginger aren't there not they i don't know no, but it was christmas time and i was ginger having real is ginger ex- beef is awful for heartburn that's yes. a little tip for me yep mm. If and you, gallbladder if you have heartburn attacks. issues, do not drink ginger ale. Yeah, gallbladder really? attacks was ginger ale yeah. and popcorn. Really? Don't do popcorn. No. Man, ginger sucks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doesn't really taste good either. It just kind of hurts. Well, you're not supposed to gnaw on a ginger root. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what? I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of food that I eat that has ginger in it. Well, the meatballs. That's true. That we had at Christmas time. They have That's ginger. ginger. Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like there's some weird, like, meat rub that'll have ginger in it. Probably. Because there's cinnamon in a lot of meat rubs, aren't there? I don't know about cinnamon. I, I'm I thinking, don't... Maybe I'm thinking more of, like, a Like, like I would salt marinate... Mix. But I never actually, like, put spices like a, on it and stuff. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah? I mean, I haven't really made any meat in a long time. What's that spice that you have that's really good that you put on all the Montreal? steak? That's really, really, really good. That stuff's good. really good. Montreal yeah. steak spice. It's a little bit spicy if you put too much on. Definitely. Yeah, pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. So like I was going to tell you, actually, when we went to the hospital with Elaine... And Madison had sprained her wrist, I think. I don't know if you were there, Nathaniel, but so Elaine came I don't think I went us. to that one. And there's a lady that was sitting in front of us. She was just sitting there for a long time all by herself. And then Elaine is so sweet. She just like goes over to her and says, excuse me, are you okay? Can I get you anything? And she's just like doing like the job of a nurse or something. <laughs> right. She's like helping people. And she's like, do you want me to go to the cafeteria and get you a drink or anything? It was like an elderly woman. I thought, oh, that is so sweet. That's so you sweet. Know? Yeah. She's like the nicest person that anyone knows. She cracks me up when, um, like, if she ever says anything that's kind of like, I don't know what it was. Today. If she She's, gives her opinion on something. Yeah. I said, well, it must be odd. really bad if you say that. Like, she never says anything, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if she says, well, that's kind of weird. I think, well, that must be really weird if you say that. <laughs> it's funny to know people true, who are so yeah. nice like that. Yeah. There's some people that, like that, that would just, without hesitation, just immediately go and help. No matter if they're just exhausted, they'll go see you in the hospital. Well, oh, some yeah. people can see that too. Like um, my sister Betty, she n- knows what people need. Like she's just a natural person right. that'll see a need and she'll go and fill it. And I don't really like notice it as much or know what to do. I feel like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to do that, you know, but she thinks mm. of it and she goes and does it. And yeah, so she's really good at that. I guess it's like a gift. A gift of helps or something. Well, doesn't she work with kids, Betty? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. Well, yeah, she was a teacher's assistant 
for years. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But she was like this before that, I think. She was. She was yeah. always a, a Well, maybe she's working with kids because she has the natural yeah. like ability yeah. to, to be able to do that. Yeah, I can't, that could be. I can't maybe even imagine. Maybe it's a patience thing. She has to be. I could not be like, oh, I want to go and work with people's kids all day. That, to me, would not be fun. But she loves it. Like, even if she doesn't have to go, if she's not working, she just wants to go and volunteer and be with the kids. It seems like the people who are really good at it are the people who really love doing it. Yeah. Oh, I think you have to love doing it, or it'll just be torture. Right. I I can't imagine. I have a friend who who did that. What? Who worked with the kids. Did he like it? Like, one of my friends... Like eighteen years old, really worked with uh, worked with kids. He worked at like a daycare, I think. I can't see. Was he good at it? Yeah, he did not like it. No, but <laughs> he was good I at it. I can't mean, see it any was, of your he said it was very easy. Oh, easy? Yeah. Oh, okay. He said like I mean he it was only one group of kids he ever worked with, but he was like okay. an assistant at a daycare, like maybe an assistant of an assistant. So it was mm. like not mm. at any high level. Yeah. Well, not when you're 18. Here's something to consider. One of my friends is a singer, and uh, she's a professional singer. So she, I'm not going to say her name, but she used to, um, she was really good friends with Randy Jackson from American Idol, and he was forming a band, and she was singing um, with him, like with his group or whatever for a while. And uh, then she said to him that she decided she wanted to go into Christian music. And he said to her, that's really good, then you have to. Because he said, you can't pretend. If you're not into 100% into what you're doing on stage, people are going to know it. And so many times I've thought of that throughout my, like, you know, writing career or something like that. Or if somebody is speaking or if somebody is preaching or, or whatever it is that God calls them to do. If you're not really into it, if you're not feeling like this is where God has put me and this is what I should be doing, then you're not going to be as effective. Like people will know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you um, don't have any passion for it, you do it all. Yeah. That's you can't noticeable. just stand on stage and pretend you can't no. pretend to be something you're not. People are going to see right through it. Like, Oh, she doesn't like this. Sometime I've seen people on TV and I kind of look at them and think they don't really look like they like their job. It's like at uh, church, because I, I, I used to play when the church was open. I, used to play <laughs> I drums. remember those days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing drums for the church. Yeah. I would, uh, on days when I was like awake and feeling it, I'd have a great day. I'd be like on time and just be loving the music, but then I'd go yeah. in on when I'm tired, and it'd be just slow, and people could tell I'm off time here and there, and it's, <laughs> it's very noticeable when you're not into it. Well, the problem, yeah. the problem was is that you would get off the night shift drive straight yes. to the church and then, and then play was, a set well then it like was a practice improvised. time and setup <laughs> time and all of that and by the time the service started you were half asleep and i yeah. didn't have any practice like practice time was pretty much just an hour before the things went we learned what songs we were playing yeah yeah basically kind of just had to well for drums that's easier to improvise you never had like any drum lessons I don't even think you were a drummer. My drum lessons you... were on stage. Yeah. That's right. Here's, you were here's not a drummer yeah. before you went on stage. No, it was These terrifying. are sticks. <laughs> right. Go. So you I actually first... asked me one morning, hey, you're playing today. And I was like, okay. So I had to learn <laughs> oh, how to wait, play the didn't... drums live. 
that didn't sound like a question. Hey, you're playing today? Well, it was more like I, I, I did agree to play. Like, but you were okay. saying, hey, we need a drummer. Do you want to play? And I was like, sure. Sure. So I had to learn how to play. <laughs> that was, it was great I'm glad fun. I did because that was a good build into music for so me. So what do you do? Just like a little yeah. tap, tap, tap at first? Oh, I was probably way off time. I have no idea. Yeah. How no, went. actually, I think you were, you're better than, than you thought you were. Really? So you're, That's pretty oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, we huh. got you drums when you were really little. But you didn't really seem to be that the into them. And then now, all of a sudden, you're a drummer. That is so Yeah, weird. I'm more of just a... Well, now my whole passion for music comes from the technical end of it. Yeah. Of like, the mixing and all that. Yeah, yeah. That's my fun. Mm. That's where I find it gets really fun. I really wonder what God's going to do with all of that one day. How he yeah. is going to bring that. Like, why has he brought you to this place? What is he doing with that? That's... That's really something. No, How will that puzzle piece fit into your life 20 right. years from now? Uh, it's going to be really exciting to see that, where you're going to be when you're yeah. 40. Something seems to happen when you're 40 years old. I don't know what it is, but it's almost like you sort of slide into your groove. It seems like everything you do up to that point is sort of pointing toward one thing. And by the time you're 40, most people I know are kind of settled into a job they know what they want to do but for some people it takes a long time to get there i think you know yeah that time of learning and growing and making your way up in a company or going to school yeah that's so. yeah, it's a lot of yeah a lot of work to i love the way that you, that you kind of say it's about a, like a hill kind of thing you're climbing mm-hmm. up and but when you're 40, you hit the top of that hill, and it's just kind of funny the way that you said it. It almost sounds like, well, now you're just sliding down Yeah, the you other slide side. into that groove. Like, right. I had no idea I was going to be a writer until I was about 40. I started blogging, yeah. I think, when I was 38 or 39. Wow. And I wrote some posts, and people love them. And then I remember saying to dad here, I said, oh, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm just, I'm writing a hundred of them so I can put them in a book. And that was 16 years ago. Yeah. Never stopped. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I remember. I had no idea. I got into music probably about four years ago, like making it. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah, this would have been probably the first year we moved to our last house. Mm Mm-hmm. And that I was just woke up one morning and thought I, I want to learn something, and then I just looked up online music maker, and then uh, mm. since then I've been slowly getting better. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I but like now I'm that. at that point where any other hobby I want to get into, I know it's going to take so long. It's you know like to get to a, is, a comfortable point. Everything is is That's kind of right. progressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know so that it takes longer I think to get into something than it used to. Like as a kid I remember just sort of jumping from one thing to the next that interested me, but now it just seems like there's so much more of an investment of time and money, yeah, you yeah. know, to get into things. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know. You know what's interesting when you look at the life of Moses. He spent his first 40 years in Egypt living in Pharaoh's palace. He spent his second 40 years in the desert um, leading sheep for his father-in-law. And it wasn't until he was 80 years old that all of that came together and God said, 
I want you to lead my people out of Israel. So there, I mean, out of Egypt. So there was that combination of the two things, everything that he knew and everyone that he knew in Egypt, the way that Egypt worked and who the Pharaoh was and how to get access to him. And then it was also the leading of the sheep that he had learned in the wilderness for the 40 years when he worked with Jethro. And God just brought it all together when he was 80 years old. But who would have thought, he probably thought, you know, when he was like 60, wow, I sure wasted 40 years in Egypt when I could have been doing what I'm doing now. Or, you know, what am I doing now? I'm just a shepherd. But God uses all those things and he brings them together at some point in our life, the things that we have learned, and he blends them into one beautiful picture or purpose for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, 40 years doing one thing, like staying in Egypt for 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness, and then 40 years, yeah. all that stress and pressure of leading. How many How many Ooh. people, I think I heard an estimate one at one time that was millions of people. I don't remember, yeah. so I don't want to misquote it. Yeah, okay, I shouldn't have said that. So I'll back that up and just say, well, it was a lot of people. But a lot we of need people. someone to, we don't have yeah. fact checkers anymore. They haven't been... Our fact checkers that we maybe used to just have been on emailing me. Oh, maybe we've just been right. so accurate. We yeah. probably have been. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, well, and then, like I say, from 80 up to 120, he was, he was just, he was leading this huge group of people around the desert, around the wilderness. I mean, wow. Right. Yeah. That's so not, he knew that land already. Yeah. Even that very same mountain, which I remember when I wrote the article about it, I got some email where people were saying, wait, no, no, that's a different mountain. But it wasn't. When he saw the burning bush on the mountain, God had said to him, I'm going to bring you back to this mountain. So that's the very same mountain where he gave the people the Ten Commandments. Yep, the law. And yep. So he went to Egypt. He got the people, they crossed over the Red Sea, they came back, and they went back to that mountain where he had been herding the sheep. And um, yeah, it's really interesting because they have two different words in the Bible, but if you look a little deeper, you see that it's actually the same mountain, which is kind of interesting. I found that really cool. That's pretty cool. I think it's called Horeb in one place, and it's called... Sinai. Sinai. In another, yeah. Yeah, but in one of them it says, um, I think it says Horeb, and then in brackets or something, which is Sinai. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's um, it's really interesting. I went, whoa, this is the very same place where he gives the Ten Commandments, where the burning bush was. You know, it's mm. all kind of like, um, yeah, it's all like one, uh, one jigsaw puzzle that God, you have all these loose pieces, and you think, well, this piece doesn't make sense. And one day it just kind of snaps right into place. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. ah, that makes sense. For me, oh, what were you going to I was say? just going to say, yeah, it's so interesting to know that Moses actually knew the land that they were wandering around in mm-hmm. for all of those years because he was he was out there wandering around in it for the 40 years previously. Yeah. Which, yeah, so, so interesting. When I was a young girl, I used to sit in the, um, the St. Vitale Book Exchange so many Saturday afternoons I would go there and I would just sit in the book exchange on the floor looking at all the books over and over and over and taking books out and I really didn't think I could read so mostly I read books with pictures in them like magazines and comics and things like that but I never realized that my love for books and paper and all of that would bring me to a place one day when I'd be writing books writing journals, writing devotionals, which are more like bite-size 
articles for people like me who maybe struggle more with reading, but I write like in, you know, kind of like small bursts, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really short articles mostly is what I write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, in tell me. Way. Just those bursts of motivation that like I can, like with music, I can sit down and everything you've ever heard me make was usually made in about an hour. Because, really? Wow. Yeah, I sit down, okay. I just make it, and I'm like, all right, I don't have any motivation to put this on to f- hold till tomorrow. To I just don't it. have any patience for it. Yeah, so I'll just <laughs> wrap it up and put it out. Oh, wow. But you that's what I, I have to fix. I, I listen think. to your music when I'm working. Really? It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, you. I play it in my office all the time. Just, wow. I say, I say, I can't say it too loud or Google will hear me, but I say, hey, yeah, yeah, Google. Yeah. Hey, Google, put on Nathaniel Schacht. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm listening to you in my office. So, yeah. Oh, well, I got if some can new hear stuff. <laughs> oh, gee. When is that That's coming coming. Uh, soon enough. As soon as you get motivated? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. Let's say I have f- four things made right now, so it's a bit of a ways, but. Oh, okay. So four you're songs. looking for about, what, things. 10? Usually 12, I think, is an album. 12? Okay. Yeah. It's all over the place. I think it depends on the I'll just release it as an EP and send five songs out. Yeah, there you go. I was listening there. to one the other day, and I had to go like, I was like, pause. And then I would listen because I thought, do I hear birds outside? But there was oh, a very yeah. subtle sound of birds in the background of the music. I do that. I like birds in music. Oh, I love birds in yeah, music. A, it's a good mood. That's one of my go-tos. <laughs> funny. It gives a nice connection of nature, which Nathaniel, is something I want to get better at. I wonder if you could make me some kind of a sound that I could like sleep with that maybe has a sound of water and birds, but something that sounds very gentle. Everyone I try to listen to sounds like either really harsh and it doesn't really I sound totally good. totally make that. And something That's that would be long easy. enough for me to to like sleep like i'd like to have a little bit of birds or maybe owls like a night sound like in a (laughs) forest with some rushing water okay okay some kind of sleeping music you know i think the sleep sounds millions of people listen to those now you know what i would totally do because mom puts this on at night to to fall asleep she has to have the sound of running water or something you know? Yeah. And it terrifies me because running water while I'm trying to sleep. Is I hear something. Are you that, doing noise? Don't worry noise? about that. I'm looking for Oh, okay. Go, good go ahead. Go on. Because <laughs> okay. running water in a house at night makes me a bit nervous. <laughs> Sorry. That sounds... <laughs> That's really loud. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. R- running but, water in... Yeah. But what, what you should do is you should play a joke on her. Well, she's listening, but... You should uh, you should bury something into the soundtrack, like so, a creak like, of a door opening. Yeah, or like knock, m- knock, knock. Minute twenty, the doorbell or something, <laughs> you know, or gunfire oh, totally, or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, an explosion. I got a lot of nature ah. sounds. Yeah, yeah, birds, wind. Do you know that? Okay, water. I was traumatized when I was younger. I'm not going to go into the any details, but okay. before I met Dad, every single night before I went to bed, I had to check under my bed, check in my closet. I have to check out the whole room. Then I lock my bedroom door, right? And I go to sleep. So for years now, I've been locking my bedroom door, checking it out. It's very strange too, because I check the um, shower. 
I don't know if I'm the only person that does this, but I check, yep. I check the shower curtain at least once a day behind there. Well, I have I mean, to peek in that. like you do. Oh, okay. Oh, you guys are weird. I will check that curtain if I see like someone standing back there. <laughs> if I see someone standing back <laughs> there, you see a there, shadow. <laughs> right. So now when I go to bed at night, we don't have a lock on our bedroom door. So I have to put something in front of the door. Like the first night we slept here, I woke up all night and I kept thinking someone's going to be standing right there, like just standing at the bed. So, yeah. Every time I see a closed shower curtain, I always get the feeling of maybe, maybe somebody's back there. You have to check. (laughs) It's a weird instinct. Come on. You're just being nice because that's, that's just weird, isn't it? I don't always check. How but there often? is always that little instinct at the back of your head thinking, maybe. maybe so would time. you say you check it once a week? No, probably like once a month. <laughs> it's not often. Okay. But so I always it's have probably the a little it. odd that I check it like three like times a day. 25 times a day. <laughs> that is really <laughs> weird. Yeah. 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 Like every time just, I go to the bathroom. Why don't you just keep it open? Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. Oh, and our last house was so like it was just you know with all the bedrooms and stuff. You didn't that's even a have a shower curtain last time. You, no, oh, you, you could just a, see someone be standing behind the glass. Oh. Oh. Just this silhouette yeah. trying to hide behind the glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work too well. <laughs> and then Dad would scare me because I love scare. You both scare each other. Yeah. I heard some of those scares. They were. They sounded yeah. intense. They're great. Yeah, he, pretty he funny. He dressed up this like big giant. He stuffed all his clothes so it looked really big and husky. <laughs> and then he put one of those horses head on it and he sat yeah. it on the toilet so it looked like a big man horse on the toilet. Oh, that was scary. Then we went to bed and sometime in the middle of the night I hear this scream. <laughs> <laughs> I just wake up and chuckle and go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I love to be scared, but, and that's probably why I'm so scared I have to lock the door all the time. I don't know if it's me, but I've never, out of fear, like, yelled. No? Or, like, I don't think I screamed. have either. I've never, I've, I kind of just, like, maybe my heart rate picks up and I get this kind of fight or flight feeling, but. Yeah, you react, like you get your fists yeah. up or something if something's <laughs> coming at you. Like, I usually just kind of look at what it is, feel scared, but I've never had, like, a physical or verbal reaction. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Oh, I think I have. I've I might like oh, jump. Yeah, yeah you, you definitely oh, yeah. have. Yeah. Like when I almost drove off that, that. when I did drive off that road, that steep road one time. You did. I was going over the edge. I really. It was more like a. Ah. How high do you think that was? That was a few feet. That was a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It was like per, one of the biggest, steepest hills in our flat like, city, I guess. T- but the funny thing like, was, fifteen well, feet. Oh, more than that. Twenty. 40? Oh, I guess it has to be a lot more than that. Yeah, Way, way, way more. Totally. But if it's like an over... Well, like, I yeah. told you that my friend's ramp. family got like seriously hurt on that hill, right? Like no. her husband well, was yes. brain damaged and the daughters were... For his life, he was, he was seriously Oof. injured and the daughters were in the hospital too. They rolled over that hill. I was like, I almost... You were going over it hill. in a convertible. That's not a good thing to do. No. No. No, no, no. That, yeah, but luckily the snow kept us from rolling. That was... But yeah, the snow was also slid. the thing that threw us not off Not luckily. The road. Thankfully, God protected us by letting us not roll down that hill. Well, I know Brendan was telling me the worst part of the whole thing was listening to you scream That's all the true. way down. Chelsea yeah. slept like, through yeah. it. 
Yeah. Yeah, we had the dog. You know, it was almost like when I tried to climb out the passenger door, it was almost like I could stand up straight, like the car was on its side so much. Yeah. It was just leaning in the snow, almost yeah. sideways. You guys were almost flipped. Yeah. Yeah. We were getting there. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was so terrifying. If that would have been summer, well, we might have rolled all the way down. That wouldn't have been good. We're like, you know, but, in the yeah, fall but if it was when summer, there's no we snow. We wouldn't have went off, though. Yeah, but like, say, right when it's the first snow of the year, when there's no snow. Ah, uh, okay. And then it's really icy around that corner. That's so dangerous. Yeah, they you had to get that booster juice, though. I did. <laughs> I was rushing on purpose because booster yeah. juice was closing down. Yeah, I had to get the booster <sighs> juice. Anyway. And that was, that was part of, that was probably that same year I was sick. Yeah, was you got a really weird smoothie kick. Yeah. I mean, that's a common those. thing, though. People love, a lot of people have their what? smoothie love. Yes. Well, that's why they love. That's why they put, <laughs> yeah. they put these places right beside the hospitals because McDonald's right. is right beside the hospital. I have it not is. had a McDonald's so smoothie juice. now in like three years. I'm a fr- I'm terrified to try it. <laughs> I I almost did the other day. I'm like maybe. How many I'd be things okay? are you terrified of? I'm checking behind my shower oh, curtain to see if there's smoothies? a smoothie back there. Yeah, <laughs> I had the worst pain of my life probably like a month ago. <gasps> And Why? it was from me. Oh, I've had it a few times. It's, it's from eating uh, fettuccine. It's because of the creaminess of it. It's ah. it was a pain that was almost enough to make me pass out. And did you buy it again? Yeah, I bought it the same day I had the pain. <laughs> I don't know no. what I was thinking, but it, yeah, I learned how to get over it though. How? Like I was. It was. I've always heard it compared to digesting glass. It's a great comparison to it. Yikes. And uh, yeah, mm. I almost okay. passed out. But uh, is that lactose uh, sensitive or intolerant? Yeah, lactose yeah. sensitivity. So it's not as bad as it could be, but mm. it was pretty horrific. But wow. uh, yeah, not going to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stronger than it. <laughs> I love fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, right? It's so good. I've never had it. Yeah, I'm really selling it. Have I ever talked about my stroganoff like obsession on this podcast? You must have. I don't. Is that know. a joke? No, or, seriously, have I? Oh, it was like the first like twenty episodes. I think so. Oh, yeah, okay. you talked about that a lot. Well, let me just say this short then that I used to get really sick from it, and I still ate it like every day that I could. Uh huh. Oh, it was just so amazing. That that's really yeah, it's bad. just an addiction. It gave me a I guess. stomach ache. It's a, such a weird thing to be addicted to. Like yeah. A box of beef stroganoff. Hey, why can't like we have good helper. addictions? I know. Like, what is... Fun. What is a good addiction? Like, can we... Like, what's wrong with having a good addiction? Like, what... I don't is there such thing that... There's no such thing as a good addiction. It bad, that makes Something it an addiction? Are, some people are addicted to running. They love exercise. Is it an addiction? Yep. Yeah, I think so. They get yeah. like a real high from running and they just can't get enough of it. Wow. I tried. Why can't I do that? I know. Well, but then they injure themselves and they keep running, which injures themselves Sometimes. more. Yeah. No, I've I've heard of uh, people that... Yes, yeah, you know, some do, but not yeah. most don't. Yeah, There's but that's an addiction that that's hard running. to get into. 
Yeah. I tried running every day for how many months? Four months or something? I ran every day. And people said, well, if you just keep running, you're going to love it after a while. Just wait. You're gonna I think love it's because it. you ran inside. I hated every yeah, single day. Yeah, you have day. to go, like, go on trails and run. That's where it gets fun. Yeah. yeah our our city's hard, or your city now. I'm not there. That's really right. really hard for that because there's so Nothing's many mosquitoes in the summer. And the winter is like too icy and freezing. Yeah, like there's nothing to see out here. Well, actually, there's a lot to see for the fact that there's just flat land. Yeah, you can see for a long, <laughs> you can long see quite way. a lot, but yeah. uh, nothing interesting to see. I was gonna say, guess what time it is? Probably like ten. Bring down the word, Bert. <laughs> it is time for the word of the day. <laughs> What's the word of the day? Well, I don't know. She's I got texted a... you. Oh, right? did you? Did I text yeah. it to you, Nathaniel? Yeah, you did. See, I'm always out of the loop on this. Now, one. don't complain about the version. I just took a quick print screen and gotta say, not a good version. Oh, it's not the message or anything. <laughs> no, it's we're, we're new international good. version. Well, version. okay. Well, you see now, some people really like that one. I like it's that. It's a one. good version. I, do. I think. I <laughs> you just backpedaled because you just finished saying it wasn't. <laughs> no, nobody heard that part. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's All the right. point. We have the power to cut that out. But I won't. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there. What what's the verse? Uh Proverbs. I always forget how to read these. 3:5-6. Oh, chapter 3. That's Verse right. Six. Verse five and six. All right. And how do you have chapters of chapters? You don't. You have chapters and because I've verse. always I've always seen the books of the Bible as chapters. Oh, like First Peter. Yeah. No, I always see like Proverbs is a chapter. That's how I've always looked at it. It's a book. It's a chapter of the Bible. Oh, I see what you mean. No, it can't be a like, book of the, many, the Bible. Right? Yeah. How many books are in the Bible? Sixty. Okay, so it is. If the Bible is, is a book, then it's a chapter. Oh, you didn't know this? I did know this, but I've always just looked at it this way. Is there 56? 27 in the New Testament. 66. 66. 66 altogether. But that's that's a good point. You know, when you have the Bible is a book, right? Mm -hmm. Then it is a little strange to be saying that there are books of the Bible. So it almost just seems like a collection of short stories. Collection of of books inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like in uh, chronological order? Is it? Not exactly. Not perfectly. There is some overlap. And okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're bound to have that when you're mixing stuff like this. It's it's roughly in chronological order, though. When okay. I first became a Christian, we asked the lady that we prayed with, I said, well, how much of the Bible should I read in a, a night? She said, well, some people write, read a few chapters. Some people read a whole book. And we were, I remember my sister and I said, they read the whole Bible? <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. we had no idea that there were like books inside. The first Bible I ever read book. was the comic book Bible, and that was all laid out as just one book. Oh yeah. So that was kind of my image oh. of the Bible. Oh, so okay. maybe next week I should take a verse out of the comic book com- com- translation. That had some good lines in that book. Do you know I bought myself a comic book Bible last year? Really? I love it. Yeah, it's They're great so for kids. good. Just to quickly brush up, just quickly brush up on the entire Bible, like to remember all those things that you've read and get an overview of it, and then go back Mm -hmm. and kind of, yeah. When I was, it is really good for kids for the comic book kind of. I read it over and over and over when I was young. I loved the comic book Bible when I was a teenager. Ugh. 
just yeah. loved it. Yeah. So you gonna read it? Are you a you're a proverbs man today? I guess. So yeah. No, what was it? No. Where was it from again? Proverbs, proverbs three. Chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Oh, yeah. yeah, great. I'm going to read you both those verses. All right. This. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. There you go. Yeah. I pretty, don't, pretty you know, I never one. understand when I read. Like, okay. I focus so hard on the reading part that I didn't retain anything. Mm. Really? Do you have that uh, issue? I used to have that all the time. Now, uh, this is a really good question. We'll go back to the verse after I ask this. Okay. Okay. When you're reading, do you ever start reading a page and then you find out you read an entire page without processing any of it? Absolutely. Every single time. Who? I hear, there's some people that don't do that, but why does that happen? Like you read the words, but you don't retain a single thing. Right. Because you are because distracted. Because we have ADHD. Yeah. <sighs> So that's that's actually what really hampered me at the beginning for for reading the Bible because I was I was so intimidated by that because I would I would sit and I would say okay I'm going to concentrate on this and before I knew it I've I've read five or six verses and I I couldn't I couldn't remember any of it yeah and my mind's actually on something else while I'm reading sometime like if I'm reading a book or something I could get through like three whole pages of the book and realize I was thinking about something else while I was reading, right? There's a, a weird thing that I, I've done a few times when I'm really into a book is where, like, what I see, I don't process anymore. And it's almost like I just go into a dream state. Yeah. You ever had that happen? Always. Where it's like you, yeah. you never, like, you stop processing anything around you. Yeah. And it's almost like you're just looking at your mind. Early on, I had that all the time where yeah. I would sit down. I, I, I could virtually read nothing. I couldn't read right. anything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But with practice, now, now I read a lot. It could be that sometimes it's because you're bored with what you're reading. And sometimes when you read the Bible, if you're not really understanding what you're reading, your mind can wander off to other things. Yeah, so a really good idea would be to I don't, have a Wait, I don't know study. if you know what I mean here. Okay. Like, I mean, you're imagining what you're reading as in like a movie, but like you, you don't see the world around you anymore. Oh, so you are so absorbed in the book? That, that you're, you're seeing saying? visually what's happening in the book. Oh. You ever okay, had that's, that happen? that's to the point of weirdness. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had so. that happen that, a few isn't times. Isn't that why books are better than movies? Because it's like I daydream so hard it? that I start watching it. It's really bizarre. Well, I think oh, books cool. are better. Books are better than movies for people who have vivid imaginations. Yeah. So when you, a, a book, you have to really like the book. Yeah, you have to really yeah. like mm. the book. But uh, but I yeah, I think if you have a, a very good imagination, I think you add a lot to the book yourself when you're mm -hmm. reading it. Yeah. You add a lot of your own little additions because yeah. you're almost yeah. like filling it in to make it work. Well, that's right, and yeah. that's why I think one person will love a book, the next person will hate a book because it just doesn't resonate with them, Absolutely, and they just don't yeah. get that experience. Yeah. You can't but, do it with movies because it's all predetermined. Uh, the yeah. visuals. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm not yeah. a big movie fan. I used to be, and I'll, I'll tell you, that is one thing that has really gone by the wayside for me is that I have a handful of, just a handful of movies that I'll, I'll want to watch, but if I ever say, oh, I think I'm going to, you know, I've got, a, I've got a little bit of time, maybe I'll go watch a movie. 
I just don't. I, I sit there for 10 minutes and I just go, no, this is my boring. time of watching movies is searching for a good movie and then feeling like I don't want to watch a movie anymore. E, there's that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah there's That's that like too. the curse of Netflix. I found a way around that and that is to Ooh. go for a documentary. <laughs> because That's a good move. Yeah. To me, documentaries, I love like nature documentaries and oh, it's so good. Yeah, things like that, you know? And, and so I've always, I've always thought that's kind of, it's nice to have that, you know, put that on and, and just kind of, you know, you don't have to yeah. really concentrate too much if you're wanting some downtime. And you're learning a little something. Well, for me, the, my biggest problem is in the evenings, I start getting tired and I, I can't read, I can't process anything. And so I just... I don't even bother anymore. So everything that I do is always first thing in the morning because that's when I'm when I'm the sharpest. I've only it's, ever been able to read things that I absolutely love and that's where my struggle with reading stuff at school came in. Oh, it's like yeah. I could read a textbook yeah. and not even retain a single thing I read. The one thing about the Bible is if you have somebody that you can read it with and and you know, and and sit down and discuss things with that mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier. Especially a lot if more you can sit down with someone who also actually understands it. That's a mm-hmm. big part mm-hmm. of it. So yeah, asking for questions sure. and all that. But there's also a lot to it, though. If you don't understand it, the the thing to do is to pray about it, and and God will reveal it to you. And that there's nothing more cool than all of a sudden just just reading something, and it just comes to you, and you just go, Oh, I get it. I get it. And then you think back and you go, how did I ever miss that? But you did, you know? And, and so, and that just keeps happening and you just go deeper and deeper and deeper into mm-hmm. it. And it's, it's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It wasn't until I started reading a study Bible that I really got to understand the Bible and really like do, what's the word I'm looking for? I was able to retain what I was thinking because it, it got me to pause every couple of verses or every few verses, maybe every verse, and look to the side, see what it says, then look a bit deeper. So so my attention was really on it. And so for that, I think I love having a study Bible because it keeps my attention on what I'm reading. And I also like for anybody who's listening, um, you might want to check out John Corson on YouTube. His name is C-O-U- R-S-O-N. His first name is John, J-O-N. And I love just reading along with John. He reads the Bible and he talks about every verse. And oh my goodness, this man has the most incredible smile. I love listening to him preach. And what I usually do is I go to like Bible Gateway and I'll open up my um, Bible app. I've signed in so that it knows me when I come back and I add notes. And so when I listen to things he says, I add notes almost like my own study Bible. Remember I showed you that one day, Michael? I thought it was really funny watching John Corson. I, he, I don't watch that myself. That's something that you do all the time. Yeah, I love but, watching him. But to see the videos of him when he's a young guy and now he looks like he's... That blew my mind yeah, from like, the 80s almost, till now. He's, he looks like he's almost well. I don't want to. I don't want to say how old well, I think he is. Well, he looked like he was about. He looks like a young originally. man. Have you seen him, Mike um, Nathaniel? No, I'm just explaining in a way that would be. Polite. Oh yeah. Okay. So he was a young man. Yeah. And now he's an old man, and his videos are still on YouTube. What's his name? John J O N C O U R S O N. 
it's really interesting to see him as a young guy and then the next oh. video you see him as an old guy wow. yeah it's really interesting to see somebody change uh, that much i like he does not know it yet but we're best friends like I love this guy. I try to watch John Corson, like just listen to him every day a bit. And then his first my video is from 1997. Yeah, because like it wasn't he, I uploaded then. But he was talking he about the um, he was talking about the millennial, like with it when our clocks would change over to 2000 in one of his videos. So that was cool. <gasps> Yeah, so he's been he's been around for a while. Yeah, but well, I love how really he does he does the verse by verse. So whenever I, I read the chapter and I'm like, I want a little more understanding, I'll click over to his and watch his video on it too. So right. that helps me understand the chapter a bit better. I look in my study Bible. So for me, like if I'm studying maybe 10 Bible verses, it'll probably take me about four hours to get through. I haven't heard much of John Corson, but what I have heard though, I thought was, was interesting. I, I like his approach. You know mm-hmm. he's got a he's got a very good approach. He explains things well, and uh, yeah, really, uh, really, really solid teaching. Everything that I had uh, yeah. that I had heard. So. And his smile, people call him Papa John. He just is like, <laughs> <Okay>. oh, he <laughs> just such a sweet man. Like he just like when you watch him, oh, you can't help but love him. He's just he looks like he's the most kindest person. Like you just want that face smiling at you. Ugh. He's so nice. Okay. So nice. He does I look lo- like a kind him. man. He does, eh? Like he his does. face is so kind. Yeah. So let's go to that Bible verse. Right. Well, let's you guys right. remember what it was? Yeah. Um, Proverbs 3. Let me just five, give you a six. summary of it. Yeah, uh, give us a summary. Trust the Lord with your heart and lean on. Don't, don't listen to your understanding. That's a good summary. Submit to him and he mm-hmm. will make you right. He'll put you on the right path. That's your version. That's is, my, that's that my the translation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> With all the stops wow. and pauses in there. Yeah. I, I really wanted that verse. Like when I looked it up, I said, um, Bible verse, that's good for the new year. And what I, for me, when, as soon as I saw that, I thought, yeah, that's a perfect verse. Because as we go into the new year, I think it's important that we lean on God not on our own understanding of things, which can be fearful at times when we we think, why? Sometimes we ask God, why are you doing this? Why is this happening to me? And we don't always know why, but we know that we can lean on the understanding of God, which is is really amazing. I I just got a horrible cramp in my leg. (laughs) She's just dancing around here at the other side of the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but it's true, though. I mean... um, what it's really telling you is that you have to be all in and and trust in God in everything. So everything in your life is shaped around God, and you know that He is in control and leading and guiding us. And it's at that point that that you really start to see things in a in a much much different light um, than you know than as a new believer. And it's and it's such an interesting progression to you know to start out and read the bible and and then get to the point where it's you know it's really exciting to to see things kind of being unveiled for you that you can really start to understand it and and that just keeps going and it's just it's just so cool but it's true it's it's uh, you have to be all in you have to be 
Um, you know, God is in control of everything that, that we do in our day. And, uh, and yeah, and we're supposed to trust in him completely. And, and that's really what that verse is trying to drive home. You have to be willing to trade your wisdom for his, to say, I believe in the Bible. And sometimes it might go against what I think that I want to do, but I'm going to do things God's way. And so it really bothers me when you hear some people, they'll say, well, my God wouldn't do that. You know, they use the word my God as though he's different from the God of the Bible. So what they're saying there is, I don't want to accept who God is. I want to accept who I think God should be. And to me, that's a really dangerous thing. When we try to make God out to be something, idea that we have formed in our own mind rather than who he actually is, then what we're worshiping is just an image of who we think God should be. I had a conversation with uh, with someone the other day that uh, that was talking about apologetics, you know, defending your faith, mm-hmm. and and he said, "Oh, something. he might be listening right now." Oh, hey, Ooh. hello, you. If you are, hello, hello you. Yeah, <laughs> and and to me, um, it's such an interesting thing to me because I had I had learned uh, a while ago that one of the biggest problems that there are in Christian teaching is the fact that a lot of people have tried to make the Bible sound more intellectual. They try to to make it sound complicated so that they can impress people with what they know and um, all these different doctrines and on and on and on. And if you do that, it's it's so interesting how far away you can get from the actual truth. And, and so we talked about that intellectualization of Scripture. Right. And the Bible says not to do that. Just not to do that. It's not the wisdom of man. And so... And you, you mentioned something about the Bereans or something one time. Mm-hmm. What is it that they did? Well, the Bereans were Jews that... Um, Paul talks about them, that uh, they went to the, to the Scriptures and searched the Scriptures... And they wanted to make sure that what Paul was saying was correct. And Paul loved that. And he let everybody know that, oh, yeah, the noble, he called them the noble Bereans, because they didn't listen to people's reasonings on, on, okay, well, Paul said this, so that's what this must mean. They went straight to Scripture, and they got it straight out of Scripture so that they really did understand what Paul was saying. And, and Paul rewarded them by calling them noble and, and really interesting. And he said, and he even put in there that they were more noble than the people from, for, than the Thessalonians, because the Thessalonians were listening to a lot of man-made doctrine. People that with their own wisdom were coming up with these doctrines that people were following and, and it wasn't right. And so, you know, so there's a lot of that in the churches mm-hmm. today, a lot of things that are being taught that should not be taught. And so people have to be very, very careful. And that's why I always say, just go to the Bible, stick to the Bible. The Holy Spirit will explain it to you. And it even says in Scripture, you don't need that anyone should teach you. The Holy Spirit yeah. will teach you. That's why, too, I want to point out that when I do talk about someone like John Corson, I actually have never, ever really been someone who has recommended a speaker before and I've never really been into that but one thing I think that's important to do is that I read the Bible first I study the Bible first and then I go on to that that portion that he's preaching and say 
okay, now what does he have to say about it? Is there anything that I've missed here? Which is really important to do that we're also making sure that we are into the Bible, that we're studying the Bible, that we're comparing it with the Bible, other passages in the Bible. Well, that's that's right. You have to make sure that you're just, if if anything, you're supplementing what your your food, right? Mm-hmm. Which which is Scripture. You're supplementing it, maybe with you know advice or or words from people like John Corson, people who you who you have checked out, and it really squares with Scripture. Yeah. You know, and if if you're doing that, that's fine. But you can never let anybody take the place of scripture it, it you just can't because I think our pastor used to call that being spoon-fed when you're uh, just like letting the pastor okay. do all of your feeding for you so that's just oh, a general term what's that spoon-fed i thought that was just like a general term that people would it, use it is but I, in in terms of what he was saying about christians um, going to church, hearing a sermon, but never picking up a Bible, right? Um, and and whatever you're just getting someone else to feed you. You're yeah. not. You're never feeding yourself. Yeah. And that can be really dangerous because, for one thing, if you're going to the wrong church, you're never going to know that you're wrong. It's like going to if school. If you're not looking in the scripture, you're never going to really be good at it unless you study. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so that's and that's yeah. that's the danger. And and churches have been in that. I mean, going back as far back as um, as even Charles Spurgeon, he was he was saying quite often that be careful because there's a lot of things that were even taking shape back in the mid 1800s that he was he was really unhappy about. And uh, and he was warning people, no, 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 this is not right. This is not right. Mm. And it's just accelerated from there. So, yeah, so definitely get a, a translation that you're comfortable with. Try to get one that's not completely paraphrased. Like the message is a, is a very, very paraphrased version of the Bible. You yeah. know, so, but... The New American a, Standard, the... Well, that's the, um, that's my favorite. New International Version, the King James Version. Those are all good. King versions. James, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yep. but get into it and and just and just try it. Read it. Try to retain it and uh, and pray about it. And absolutely, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you, and uh, and you'll be you'll be amazed. You'll Was be there amazed. a genuinely accepted just general version of the Bible, as in like this is just the Bible version of the Bible? Not or well. There just, was the sixteen eleven uh, King James version, and so okay. yeah, and that it, was that one's been around for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So some people are King James only versions. Maybe a lot of people listening to this too. Right. And for a while, I was as well. Um, but I find that sometimes I need the NIV to help me understand a bit more. So I do like both. Well, I have a I have a Bible in my office that is from 1600, so it actually predates the King James, and it is um, it's almost word for word the same as the King James, but the problem is is that English is such a difficult language, and and there are so many ways to say something, um, and and every year new words are added or old words are repurposed, you know, yeah. so the the language is is constantly evolving. Um, you know, so to me, the New American Standard Bible is the closest to the original Greek. And a lot of people, most people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not the easiest to read is, is what people say. But I don't find that. I find it easy to read, but I find that it's, it's very accurate. 
you know, and so uh, so that's the one I'm comfortable with. King right. James, yeah, King James is good. I read a lot of King James, and uh, and it's and it's great. Um, but I'm not really too much up on a lot of the really paraphrased um, versions. They make me uncomfortable. Well, the paraphrased versions have their place, right? Well, they do. I mean, I like the Amplified sometime. I think that Amplified is really interesting when you read it. It's got like, it really will say like something. I don't, I don't know, but it just, it amplifies it for you. It tells you what Again, this though, word means as you're reading it. Like, wouldn't any paraphrased version also have a little bit of biased nature behind it? There's always the chance. Well, there's the chance if you if you get too deep into it and you start explaining everything you become a commentary mm-hmm. and you could you could be you you're not going to be giving a full picture of what's yeah, there like one thing in say the king james version when when paul went to celebrate the passover it says there that he went to celebrate easter and it's like what when you read it, it's like the word's not easter it's, it's right. actually says passover in there you know but the translator that's in the King James, I believe. Yeah. But yeah. Easter, and you're like, okay, well, that can mean a lot to different people because right. there's a lot of people that don't believe in the word Easter. It's, it's almost a whole like the, other the paraphrase version almost appeals to people who want to understand it, but also appeals to people who already understand it. I'm not sure what you mean by paraphrased. Do well, you? yeah, paraphrased is that they would take a group of words, almost like you know, a, a, a sentence. And they would give you the general sense of what that means. So yeah, it's would, like them explaining. That's right. That it would wouldn't be, like be a the word. The message does that. Yeah, well, the message does that in in a much more broad way. Okay. You know where it'll almost turn it into very very modern, almost street language. Google has a good uh, yeah. a good description. A rewording of something written or spoken by someone else. That's just a mm-hmm. good general. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, not as so, like yeah. Yeah, never, so yeah. the message is something that you you can look at you can look at a, an entire verse, and it will just sort of really really reword the verse and 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 kind of I I don't want to say dumb it down it'll reword it so that the interpretation is you know everybody can interpret it a completely different way which I don't see the use of at all you know so if the New American Standard gives you a really, really concise and really clear sort of word for word from Greek to English, and um, so that's what that's what I appreciate that one for is that you you kind of know you're getting the more accurate translation. But if you're going for a read, I know a lot of people like the NIV, and uh, you know, so like I say, it's it's whatever you're comfortable with. But the key is you got to get into it and read it and pray about it and uh, yeah and that and that's it you can't let people do that for you mm. hey we're over time already oh i hope look at that uh, i hope you're not going to cut off our time and just Uh-oh. clip off the end man <laughs> better do it <laughs> <laughs> uh, last time we had uh, carolers that came in we don't have any wonderful singers this time. No. That was so much fun. That you can just cut in the here. ending of the last one, too, into here if you want. Just put the carolers just put on the every time? the same ending, yeah. Oh, the same carolers every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. That's <laughs> a gr- Nobody will notice. Yeah. Nobody would. That's awesome. That's the thing I love about this neighborhood, too, is that we have beautiful things like that. We live in the city that is like primarily Christians, which is really a cool thing. Did we? You know, in our province. Did we not what? mention the New Year's once in this podcast? 
Happy New Year. I did when I said that. I did when I said that's the reason we picked that Bible verse. Oh, did you? To take into the new year with us. Well. But not really mention Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. 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 No, Happy Happy New New Year. And and we're all hoping for, well, an end to COVID. Yeah. We're just (laughs) hoping for a good year. Let's remember, today it's really, really been on my mind about the 12 men that went to spy on Canaan. Right. They went to check out. Um, Joshua had sent them, right? Was it Joshua and Moses that sent the uh, 12 men out to spy on Canaan? And all 12 came back, and 10 of them were fearful to go into the land, and two of them knew that God would protect them and that they would be able to conquer the land. And so I think as we go into the new year, we got to keep that mindset that we aren't going in alone. We have God on our side. Oh, yeah. We're never alone. And that alone. all things are possible yeah. uh, to those who are in Christ Jesus. That right. This is going to be a wonderful year. We have to take a good attitude in with us, and we have to remember that th- our days have been ordained by God even before we had our first one. Yeah, they're shaped by God, and they belong to Him, and it's all good. Yeah. Did yeah. you know the Bible says that, Nathaniel, in Psalm, is it 139, I think? About New Year's? <laughs> No. It says that um, all of our all of my days were ordained by God before I took the first before I had the first one. I'm going to admit I I don't know what ordained actually means. He had them all planned out already. Planned. Okay. Yeah, they're all written on God's calendar. He already knew exactly what your days. Okay. Well, that's would be. paraphrased. That would be paraphrased. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. So anything that we have gone through this year has not been a surprise to God at all. No. It's been no. It's been something that he had planned from the beginning. Well, maybe it still was a surprise. To God? Like maybe he realized it was coming. It was like, oh, weird. He just wakes up and he's like, whoa, what's going on So maybe when he found out it was a surprise, but maybe just... No, it was not a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say nice try, but no. (laughs) That's a surprise for us. Yeah. So should we wind this thing up? We should wind this up. We should. Okay, so go and uh, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, make sure that you do that. Just hit the subscribe button with whatever app that you're on. Check out Nathaniel Schacht Music. That's right. Where do you find that? Just type it in anywhere online. Literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. Everywhere you can find music. And find our Bible studies, daily devotions, and marriage prayers at timewarpwife.com. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Bye.